Welcome and thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, or share with someone who can benefit from this podcast. What does it take to counter negative conversations with yourself? Learn from 2023 CCIM Institute President-elect Diera Castro de Leon, CCIM, a director at CBRE, the number one publicly traded commercial real estate company in the world, in Houston's loan services division. In a male-dominated CRE industry, Diera is only the fourth female global president in the Institute's 56-year history. She has more than 25 years of commercial real estate loan servicing and mortgage banking experience, including managing various investment portfolios and asset management responsibilities, primarily for life insurance companies. Hi, I am Veronica Malolas, CCIM, founder and CEO of Capital Stack Real Estate Group, a commercial real estate company serving the greater Orlando area. Tune in to my podcast entitled Women Influencers in Business and CRE and get ready to be inspired by my guest, Diera Castellón. Good morning, Diera. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Veronica? I am good. So tell us, you are in Texas right now, right? Which part of Texas are you in? Humid Texas. Humid Florida for me. Which, by the way, I have two AC units and my top upstairs units is out right now because the compressor went out oh. two nights ago. So it's... Wow. I have the glow. I have a glow. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. You look fabulous. And I, I want to just thank you for for allowing me to interview you here on my podcast. And you're you're really here because I am so very excited about you telling your story to the people who are, who are tuned in to this episode of the podcast. So let's let's begin. And if you can tell us about your fabulous story of uh, growing up in your environment and then getting to where you are today, I would love to hear that. Well, first, thank you very much. I I, uh, I realize that this is kind of the beginning of your podcast. And yes. uh, I think you've done, I don't know, two, maybe three interviews. And so I'm excited to be, I don't know, third. Let's just go with the number four. Fourth woman, fourth president. I was a fourth yes. president of the Houston chapter of CCIM. So anyhow, but to go back to the beginning, how I just got into commercial real estate, it really started way back when I was very young. You know, my I grew up with parents that worked very hard. Uh, my mom was the one that taught me how to be responsible. I was 12 years old. And, and here's the deal is I learned at that very young age that you don't get paid on jobs until you finish a job. And so I- <laughs> What a concept, I, huh? <clears throat> my dad was kind of a general contractor. He did a lot of residential. He did commercial, sheetrock taking, floating, odds and ends around houses. And so I, at 12, would go and hang sheetrock, take and float, paint with my dad. And so I've, I've got the DIY bug. And so that's- uh, the nickname I now have is the DIY Etta. <laughs> but <laughs> I love that. Wait a minute. Did, real you, did you have siblings? I do. I have a brother that's have... two two years younger than me, and then I have a sister that's 12 years younger. And did they hang sheep rock like you? They were in, in the field just like I was. Yeah. So awesome. we, uh, we, lo- we all learned some life skills and as well as business skills. So right. by doing our hard work. So at thir- 13 is actually when I had my first other real job where I got paid to, for working at a at a local Yale Pharmacy Grill, where I worked behind the grill making hamburgers through every summer. And then at 17, my mom walked into her state farm insurance office to pay a bill and they were super busy that day. And they were like, 
She goes, you know, my daughter is looking for a job. And she goes, can she work here part-time? And they were like, yes, we need somebody. Type ID cards, file, whatever. So I went in and officially met them. And like I started the next week and, and I did that for about two months. And then I went to the agent and I said, um, so, hey, this whole type in ID cards and filing is not enough. I said, I need more. I need more work. And I said, I need to learn something. And he's like, all right. So the next thing you know, he started teaching me how to sell auto insurance. And then I graduated to homeowners. And the next thing you know, I was I was writing commercial lines insurance. And I was the only one in the office that would handle the commercial lines. Selling life insurance. Our regional director came in one day. He's like, my God, you sold more life insurance than you have in months. And he goes, well, it's that a girl up there, she wants, she wants commissions, you know? And so I, uh, <laughs> you want to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> at that time, it wasn't a lot of money and I, I needed every nickel and dime that I could get, you know, so that, that lasted over, I was there for 10 years, learned a lot, had my, got married, had three children, three boys. Then at one point I finally made a transition because I'm a pretty loyal employee. I don't like making transitions. And so I went to an, an independent insurance broker firm, worked there for about four or five years. And then I called, I got decided I wanted to get out of insurance. So that was like 14, 15 years of insurance. I uh, called a headhunter and I was like, Hey, I, I don't know how to do this. I want to get out of insurance, but I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Now at that time, how old were you? So late twenties ish or early thirties. You already had your three children. Already had my three children. So I was probably early thirties, I guess. I did my math right. And so we, we talked about it. She she says, okay, fine. She goes, she called me, I don't know, a week or two later. She goes, all right, look, she goes, I, I have a job that I want you to go and interview for. She goes, I just, I just need you to listen to me. She goes, it is still an insurance. She goes, but you'll be on the mortgage side. And it was, mm-hmm. it, at the time, it was, it was a company called Holiday Fenolio Fowler, which people now know as HFF. And so I did, I walked in there and I um, ended up managing the insurance department, which- wow. Also, another tidbit is I had technically taken another position working at another insurance office because I was going to have a title that that I thought I could use later on, which again, my note, I don't switch jobs easily. And uh, I was going to, my plan was use it for a year and leave. Well, I walked into Holiday Fanola Valor and I interviewed and at the end, the person interviewed me, she goes, do you have any questions for me? And I said, look, I said, I'm going to do something that's probably not the right thing to do. And I said, but... I really, really want this job and I will do a great job. And I said, but I have taken another position that starts next Monday. And I said, I need a decision by tomorrow. Ah, and she wow. goes, and she says, well, all right then. And uh, so the next day I had an offer. I did the horrible thing and did not show up at that other job, but it was the the absolute best thing I ever did in my entire life. Because awesome. once I took the job with Holiday Familiar Fowler HFF, I just was managing insurance. What I switched from only managing commercial insurance. I was then the one demanding it on for the mortgage side, working for all these numerous different lenders. And then that just slowly transitioned. And so now mind you, I had my children. I graduated high school, but I never went to college, Hmm. not even a day. So a lot of the work I did, all the work I did was on the job training and asking questions and and just showing that interest. And, And fortunately, I had good people that I worked with that would answer my questions and not just like, Hey, do your job. And so that transitioned into just the, the insurance to little steps. Cause we were on the mortgage side. I was doing loan setup. And then I started doing inspections and just every baby step. I made a transition at one point in time to work for a company called Live Oak Capital. And then, which also got 
acquired by Grandbridge Real Estate Capital. I was there for 15 years. Wow. But I went to the partner in the company, Gary, and I was like, you know, at some point, this is probably 2004 or five. And I said, hey, Gary, what's what's my next steps? What do I have to do to, to, to grow up some more? You know, and when I when I grow up and he's like, it's the it's the weirdest comment or people semi take offense to it, but it's not offensive at all. He was just like, you got to because you need to get smarter. And I was like, well, fantastic. How do I do that? I thought I was, you know, I, I mean, I knew I was lacking some knowledge. And so he's like, he's the one that told me, he goes, go get your CCIM. And which is, you know, which we know is certified commercial investment member and is a designation. But so I went and looked it up, found out what it was, took my first course. And then I went to my first course, which was in San Antonio, Texas. And I got there just as the class was starting because I had driven from Houston to San Antonio. I sat in the one empty chair, which happened to have the person to the right and the person to the left had failed their one-on-one course. Oh, and were retaking it. And I thought to myself, what the heck did I just sign up for? <laughs> and and for, for the people who are not really around the CCIM brand, I wanted to take a moment to just explain that the Certified Commercial Investment Member designation is the global standard for excellence in commercial real estate. And we are not really, and I say we because I am just um, one of those that are so proud to wear this pin. But you're right, for people like me and you, I suppose, who, like I went to college, I went to three years of college, but did not finish. And I consider that CCIM is kind of like a college degree because it is very tough work Mm -hmm. academically and also that you have to prove experience yes commercial real estate right and so that's what i did is over the several years i i proved my experience and my knowledge and everything because i was working as doing loan closings i was doing production loan analyst work it was a combo of things but i was able to prove that i had done the work Uh, unfortunately i worked for some pretty strong producers and so i had had the deals that i had worked on i was not the producer, but I was an analyst on all these deals, and but I was completely on the job training. So absolutely, and honestly, in my opinion, I feel like you almost learn more that way because by mm-hmm. I, I personally learn by doing versus somebody telling me how to do something. Right. It's once I've had to do something, I will either remember it in the future or just get better at it by by actually doing the work itself. Right. And, and I remember when I took my CCIM designation exam after I passed it, another CCIM who had taken it like 20 years ago had actually said to me, congratulations, Veronica, because she's an MBA, right? She has an MBA. And she said that the CCIM designation exam was actually more difficult than her MBA. So, so I totally understand what you're saying about, you know, how wonderful and exciting getting a CCIM is. Oh, it is. I mean, again, it was, I didn't prove to myself. Up until then, I was um, lacking and I, that was where I felt like I was not succeeded and mm. in, in, to my career itself because I was lacking that knowledge. Which I'm sure you weren't because you had on the job training and you obviously have a lot of natural leadership qualities because you became manager and and you just kept going up, you know, the the leadership chain. So Mm -hmm. congratulations. And then how did you end up with CBRE, which by the way, for those who do not know, CBRE is the number one commercial real estate company in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
this is a random thing that happened. I got an email from LinkedIn saying that CB was hiring for a portfolio manager. That was my job title. It was the exact same position, just moving from one company to the other. So I had a friend that I had worked with at the other company. And I said, hey, I said, can you can you check into this without putting my name out there? I don't want my name out because while as big as this industry is, mortgage loan servicing is actually kind of small. Mm-hmm. And, and especially if you're in a certain market, being in Houston, people still do mostly know the people that are in their market. So I said, just go check it out, see what you can find out, you know, and then, but don't say my name. So she goes to the guy that's, that's the manager and he's, she goes, Hey, so I have a friend of mine that's looking at this position, but what can you tell me? And he goes, he goes, well, the, the odd thing is, is we don't actually have this job position uh, posted yet. And he goes, so we, they didn't know how it had come out. It must've been some old post that oh. randomly showed up in my email that, that that part we never figured out. He goes, but we are getting ready to post a position or we're, we're in the midst of creating this position. And so she goes, okay, right. He goes, well, who is it? And she goes, well, I can't tell you her name because she doesn't want her name out in the, out in the open yet. So he goes, all right. He goes, is it together? And so she goes, <laughs> how? And he goes, she goes, uh, let me go ask my friend if I can tell you her name. So <laughs> They were already looking at this position and, and and going to call me about a position. And so we ended wow. up talking for, I don't know, eight, eight, nine, 10 months before they actually got it posted. And then I made the transition over. So that's been six years ago this past April. And it was really, really a good change for me. Um, oh, yes. And, and you just recently got a uh, promotion, right? To, you right. are now director at CBRE. Yeah. Right. Congratulations, yeah. Dieta. Thank you. Now you are the president-elect for the CCIM a global organization, which means that next year you're going to be our national or global president. So how did that kind of come about? Did you kind of really want it to be president? And, and by next year, you're, you're only the fourth president. Mm-hmm. I mean, woman president. It's, it's really a male-dominated industry and organization that's been around 50, 60 years. Tell us a little right. bit about that. So I can, in all fairness and honesty, that was not my original goal. Um, it wasn't even my original goal to be, be president of our local Houston chapter. It was, honestly, when I went and took CCIM, I took the courses for the education. Right. And then as a bonus, now I probably shouldn't admit this, but as a bonus was getting the designation because I was going to make my career advancement and I needed the, the education. Sure. Then every, like I said, everything has been a step happen job on you know job on the job training sort of thing and so I got the designation well while I get pinned first thing you know is like the, the, uh, the chapters do what they do they got me on one of the committees and then I just worked hard until and I didn't even know that I was working hard to do this but I was just doing a good job in the committee that I was serving and the next thing you know they asked me if I wanted to, to run for like be treasurer and then I was secretary and then next thing you know I was president you know I was like well then I saw some of the changes that I was able to make with the help of the committees that you have I mean your committee members are extremely important and so I did that in 2012 and then but I also at the same time because you're president of the chapter you get involved on a national level because you're going to that and then same thing little committees that we ended up being asked to be on because we were making some differences and just, I mean, it just was a graduation sort of thing. And then in 2019, actually, me and my husband went to the governance meetings in San Diego. And he was there because my husband's a, is a former Marine. He wanted to go to the military ba- ba- base and visit it. So I was like, great, let's turn this into a vacation. And so while he was there, I had several people ask me when 
that our meetings were over. They're like, are you going to run? You know, Deanna, we need you to run. And I was like, these people are crazy. You know, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Deanna, 2019 was when I got my CCIM designation. Oh, yeah. I was in excited. San Diego. In San Diego? Okay, nice. Yeah. Very nice location. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I had been asked, you know, a few times, but I didn't take it seriously. Let me tell you why I did not take it seriously, because I'm not your typical past well, what would, what would be your past president? Because I am, I'm, di- I'm different I, because we are primarily a male and then secondarily, primarily brokers. And I'm not a broker. I do loan servicing. So I'm in the capital markets. We're on the lender side, but I am after the deal is closed and I manage those loans. I am an employee of a company that has stepped into this role, which I think is still at the end of the day is good because that, that lets other people know, which I think it has to do a lot with on the um, when you talk about that women's side, women as a whole are generally more reserved or hesitate to go out and do these commission type jobs. And I would admittedly be the first one to say, I probably, I like to know what my paycheck is. As long as I know what it yeah. is, I know how to pay my bills and construction from there. And I feel like that's probably a woman type personality trait, my opinion. But taking this leadership role, I think for some of these individuals, whether it's male or female, if you are an employee, it shows you that you can be in these leadership roles and, and yes. you have a company that supports you. You know, you have to be upfront with the company. This is what my obligations are. And I've set up a team that now helps me look good. And mm-hmm. I give them all the credit and the kudos because my team is the one that, that, that helps me look good. And, uh, yeah. and I need their support and they know I need it and they know I appreciate it. So you are going to be the fourth in 56 years, female president mm-hmm. in the CCM right. Global Organization. Congratulations. You are a role model for me, Dieta. And I, I wanted to kind of move on to the challenge, the one challenge that you think you overcame through your journey in building your career or your life. Your career, I would have to say my challenge is actually my own problem. My own fault is because I, I, I mentioned I didn't go to college, not one day. So I feel like I always felt like I was lacking because you get around all these people and they first start talking about which college they went to, mm-hmm. start talking about the sports or whatever. And I was like, um, so my boys played basketball, you know, and it was like, so I didn't have that. I don't have that connection with a college and I don't have that desire. So I always felt like I was, I was lacking on that end. Is that kind of a conversation that, that you have with yourself that kind of pops up a lot? Or is that something that, that once in a while would kind of show up to the surface and, and you would be like, mm, I don't know, you know, it's, it's one of those things I think that's always just in the back of my head. I felt like I was, I was a afraid to move forward in certain circumstances. And I, and I can't give you any particular instance. It was just generally speaking. I proved myself through my work ethics versus that college base. And so it was nobody ever told me, oh, you didn't go to college. So you don't deserve this. Yeah, I, that, that, that part never did happen. That's but right. because I didn't go to college, I think there was some information I was lacking. I think maybe I could have progressed maybe sooner but I, I, I absolutely do not discount the knowledge that I've learned by on-the-job training, because again, I personally learn by doing, and, and I feel like that has taught me, I mean, I've had some good mentors my, in my career, people that I've worked with that have taught me old school ways that have taught me how to do some certain things. Now, and I've had a conversation 
in particular about college, if I can mention my son. Yeah. So it's been several years ago. He, I, I made a comment that I had regretted not going to college. And when I say not, not even a day. And so he was like, well, mom, why don't you go now? And I said, well, now I don't have to go because I yeah. have my CCIM designation. And I said, and that is what we commonly call is like our PhD of real estate. I said, I can put my CCIM designation on my business card. You don't put your college degree on your business card. And now I have proven myself through my work ethics and all the different lenders that I work with, because I work with numerous institutional lenders and they appreciate what I bring to the table because yeah. I, I've been able to prove myself there. Yeah. And so that he, he goes, okay, I get that. But, but again, I was putting myself down because I was like, I regret not going to college. And he, uh, he was like, why don't you do it? You know? And I was like, well, now I'll, I mean, while I'm saying I regret it, I don't have to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's really interesting to me because I've had those conversations with myself too, that very same conversation that I regretted not finishing my degree. And yet I look back and the decisions that I made in, you know, in not finishing college was really something that I really wanted to do because I pursued other things. I actually built my commercial real estate career a little bit later. And you, because of your hard work, you were able to just continue on and not have kind of like a start-stop situation with your career. Do you feel that the way that you overcame that challenge of that kind of in the back of your head conversation with yourself saying, I regret not having a college degree. Do you feel that that's probably the, the reason why you worked a lot harder or talk a little bit about that? I think so, because I feel like I'm, because I felt like I was lacking knowledge. I had to be, I had to constantly learn yeah. and, and, and prove myself. And I didn't want to be that person not doing their job. And, and, yeah. you know, I remember you know, a handful of times that something negative happened on the job and I would just beat myself up, you know, it's like, I don't want to be that person that misses something. And so, because there is a certain about, and maybe that's from upbringing. My mom was pretty strict on us. We, you know, I was, I was actually at the time, the first of my cousins to graduate high school. Mm-hmm. And so that was the, now I've since had co- cousins that have gone on to college. So sure. they, they broke that additional barrier. But at that time I was the first to actually graduate high school. And then again, like I said, others have done better and since then, but, but again, it was my parents didn't graduate high school. So didn't, I was going to ask other, that. Yeah. Neither one of them did. That's, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times we think about how generationally we hopefully do a little bit more than what our parents did. And for whatever situation that they had, you know, didn't go to college, but you are living proof that, you know, college or not, when you have good work ethic, Mm -hmm. that you can progress as long as you're committed and you're willing to work hard. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about influence. I know that you had mentioned your son. And talk a little bit more about how perhaps you've influenced, well, I'll tell you, you influenced me because you're a role model to me. And I mentioned that because you are going to be one of the four female presidents in a male-dominated organization. But beside that, how have you influenced others, maybe your son particularly? 
well, we're going to talk about my son. Well, his name is Christopher. He was, he was the youngest out of the kids. And all of my kids have actually given me credit because they all work hard and have, have advanced within their careers. So we might. And so he's got a different job. He's, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a bell bondsman. And so people are sitting there and go, how, how are you doing that? I'm like, you know what? It fits his personality. He works with his uncle's own business for 30, 35 years. But he is the one that's told me, he just Mother's Day, he sent me this like text and he's like, Mom, he goes, I, you know, hope you're having a great day. And he goes, I just want you to know what a great job you did raising me. He says, it, he goes, because of you, he goes, I am who I am today. And I oh, work hard awesome. because of you. And I'm like, I'm not crying now. But anyhow, it was like, <laughs> I loved, I loved getting that text because it was so, unprovoked and he just you know I, I as a parent and you always want to think that your children look up to you like that and and you don't want to solicit those comments and yeah. so the fact that he did that I was just like oh my gosh you know I was like I don't know what to do <laughs> so you know wow. all the boys work hard and uh and he's the youngest that he'll be actually uh I don't believe he'll be 30 in July uh and I have two still young. Ones. still young yeah uh, and then, you know, honestly, and I had, I have somebody that works for me now that when she first started, um, she came on board as she had good customer service skills. She came from an internal recommendation and I, 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 I hired her because a, I liked her personality, but she had this because she had no real estate experience, but she had good customer service skills. And, and in my opinion, it's, I, it's hard to teach customer service skills. I can yeah. teach you the real estate over time. And how to be, you know, good loan service or whatever. And she has just done a fantastic job. And so she actually comes to me occasionally and says, she'll tell me, thank you, you know, for taking her under my wings. And again, I don't feel like I, I, I don't want to put myself at such a high level, but I appreciate how hard she has worked for me throughout the years. And, and, and I know I couldn't have accomplished some of the things without her helping me and because it you you do need as, as people will say you need a village and whether it's oh, your yeah. team members on your job or your life you know with your children or whatever it is you you can't do it all on your own and right. the same thing happens on the institute level you know I, I walked in I, I have to tell you a story when we walked into our strategic planning session the beginning of this year I I decided I needed to have jokes so I go walked in and I said all right y'all said so I started playing this this uh, clip from it's, I hope it's not offensive it was Snoop Dogg and is when he was getting one this oh what is it like this uh the, the award when you on Hollywood Boulevard and he was he gets up there and starts thinking I want to thank me I want to thank me it's like <laughs> you know I, I did this I did this and I, again I 100% did it as a joke you know and I was like I played the whole thing everybody started laughing and I said okay we're here for strategic planning for the institute because it is not just about me it is about our members it is about you. It's about our, our team members that are that work for the Institute. It's about everybody. So when we go into our strategic planning session, remember, it is not just about me. We're trying to accomplish the good for everybody and, and make it happen. So, yes, I had right. to start and, with funny. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that's uh, that's really awesome to hear, because I think in a lot of ways, as mentors and as role models, Right. We sometimes may think to ourselves that we're not intentional in in influencing others. And yet, because of our example, right, because of exactly how we verbalize what is important to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you have. We have become a great influence to like for you, your children, 
and and also to your team. You mentored somebody that you hired and then also the Institute. So kudos to you. I, I absolutely love that. I'm going to ask you if there was one piece of advice that you would want the listeners to take away from your episode, what would that be? Probably just don't discount yourself. Go ahead and, and own what you what you what you know, what you've done. Follow some gut, ask questions, move forward. You know, it's, it's I, I like I can refer this to my own team members and even my children. It, it's it's what you don't know. So ask questions and, and it's it's okay to admit not knowing something so that you can learn something. And, and, and again, that's how I've done it throughout. I'm like, I don't understand this. How do I do this? And now, fortunately, I worked with some very perceptive individuals that have taught me all the way. You know, I have my one person in particular who now actually works for CB. It was like she was my mentor. I would always ask her, like, Becky, how do I do this? How do I do this? And so she was now she's the one that she's working for us. And it's like, it's kind of cool, you know, to be back with her and and stay in contact with that person. And I really appreciate the people that have taken the time and people like to teach, whether you're a true educator or not, they like to give you their knowledge, in my opinion. I mean, so I'm not an instructor. I don't do that. I don't think I'm a, I don't think I can go in front of the classroom and truly teach. I at least I haven't tried that yet, but people still on the low end still like to educate people and they like to help people get better. I feel like most people are like that. So you are kind of pointing to the fact that if only people would ask for your, for instance, that's exactly what you did. You asked a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. How did you overcome, uh, talking about advice, what would you say to the listeners regarding those self-sabotaging conversations that you have with yourself? And I'm not saying that you did, you did say it was in the back of your mind, but how do you... How do you, what do you say to the listeners as far as people who, like myself, have had those same conversations about discounting yourself? Well, sometimes you do have to actually have chit chats with yourself. I'm like, okay, Deanna, yes, you don't have this, but, but how do you get past it? And, and it's, it's a, you know, you close the doors, sit there and think about it and, and figure out a path. Now, it's, it's a lot of times you don't sit there and go, okay. X, Y, Z, I'm going to get from X, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm A to B or whatever. You, you have to take some baby steps, but you have to take steps and you have to go, okay, I know that I know this. And, and you have to give yourself some kudos, even though you're going to put yourself down back here, you have to bring out your own positives and listen to the other positives that you're hearing from individuals, because it's very easy and natural, I think, to sit there and have somebody go, well, you did a great job. And you're like, thanks, but... You know, and then you always can come back with a negative. Not always, you know. What I mean, it's it's yeah. easy to come back with a negative, and and I'll. That's kind of hard for me to do sometimes to take some of the kudos, but I I've learned to do that a little bit better. Not great, but better, and try to learn from that. So if you listen to the positive comments, and then if there are negative comments, that's fine too. What did you do with that negative comment? Did you a improve, get better, learn? Whatever the answer is, is you know, if you have to take down some some notes and say, okay, I am going to work on this and use it as a challenge for yourself. So yes, did I have it in the back of my head that I didn't go to college? I don't know if when I went to go get my CCIM that I said, okay, this is now my equivalent to and or better, but I knew that I was going to get the education and that was what I was going for. 
And at the end of the day, I'm now okay that I don't, that, that those negative thoughts for that doesn't come into my head anymore. That was getting up to a certain point because now I've proven myself. Wow. Um, That's awesome. And I would just imagine that being in CBRE, being such a big company, I know for a fact that a lot of the younger folk that folks that get hired there usually have a finance degree or they're like number crunchers and and they have MBAs and maybe some, some master's degrees. My question, I guess, going back again to not discounting yourself, what would be your advice if someone was in a company just like yours? You know, it's the same thing. Keep on asking questions because I've hired people with this education that they have, but they still don't know what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's not until they get on the job, they're like, oh, I, I'm going to use a, not somebody that works with us. I'm going to use an example of a borrower that I had and his, his accountant that had an MBA I'm doing all the loan servicing side. And I had to explain to him why I needed some certain things. And he was like, yeah, I have an MBA. I had no idea that there were people that do your type of job. And he goes, so they don't understand, you know, now you get bits and pieces of it, but it still becomes sometimes on the job training. It's not until you're there that you truly understand what we have to do on our end for our world of commercial real estate, which is on the loan servicing side. So don't come into these jobs thinking that you know everything. Mm. You have a good basis and know that you still need to learn. Learning never right. stops. Uh, I even had, I remember overhearing somebody in the office um, a few months ago that he couldn't wait for another year or two and he would know everything. Mm. And I just laughed at him. I was like, no, <laughs> I said, I've been doing this for probably over 25 years now. And I said, I still learn something on almost every type of request or every loan is now different because used to it was basic loans. Here's your, here's your five, $10 million, Mr. Barber, send us your financial statements. That's it. Well, now there's so much more structure mm. and covenants and things that you have to meet to. So I'm like, you, you, again, it's been years I've been doing this. I still learn something all the time and uh, it doesn't stop. That's awesome. That's great that you have this, this, you continue to have this kind of learning attitude because they say, you know, when you stop learning, that's when you stop growing. And and definitely that's the start of your kind of like demise as far as um, being able to cope with, with new things. So I am just super inspired by that. I I know that this is kind of the time of the interview where I'm going to hand over the mic to you and you have one question for me. So go ahead and ask it. Well, we, we talked about this in the past when we first started talking. I was like, well, why, why are you doing this podcast? And what gave you the courage to do it? What pushed you over the edge? What, what do you mean, I guess, gave you the idea? And, and, and how do you think you're going to make it happen long term? Yeah, so that's a, a really good question. As a matter of fact, when you sent me that question last night, I was really thinking about that for quite a bit of time. But the short answer to that is... The way that I was encouraged was by other women who actually, I, I am fortunate enough to belong to a group of women who are founders and CEOs of their own companies across the country. And by some serendipity, I was invited to be part of it. And it's called Power Beacons because we, we kind of get together at least once every two months and we have conversations about 
uh, success and and how we can we can further women in any kind of industry. And some of them are podcasters. And one of them, actually, Amy Calandrino, is a past CCIM Central Florida District president. And she's young. She's under 40. So she's won a lot of awards. And, and she, she has a podcast. And so she's about 18 months to two years ahead of me as far as podcasting. And, and she's just so generous with giving me ideas and, and helping me kind of craft the whole message of this podcast. And it is not easy. You're right. Because it is an investment. There is cost to putting up podcast together. Um, I have an editor that does such a good job. And by the way, that's Amy's editor. And her podcast, by the way, Performance Mindset has really taken off. And she has been invited to be a keynote speaker by the Orlando Business Journal because of her podcast. So she is my role model. And going mm-hmm. to what you talked about learning, right, as an as a more mature woman, even at the later stage of your life or career, much younger than me, but I I was so inspired by her. So so I did this, and and I and then the second reason is because I have a daughter. Well, I have three daughters, but two of them are already married with children, have their own careers, and my daughter, who's twenty, just finished her associate degree. She's going to university. And I always think about how, you know, what what is it that maybe I could kind of give to her as some kind of inspiration. And I think that when I put together this podcast, I was thinking about how women like you and all the women that are, are going to be on this podcast, when you tell your story, actually, it gives other women Funny enough, her best friend told me that sometimes she Googles for women podcasts or anything about women's success or career, and she can't find any. And truthfully, when I was doing a Google search for women influencers or anything like that, there were very, very few, maybe a podcast episode here and there from large companies as part of their general podcast, but not as its own podcast. So... Yeah, so um, I committed to it. I'm investing in it. And my hope is that with your story and the rest of the women that are going to be on my podcast, that we at least be able to touch other women who might, for instance, not have finished college like you or me and and say to themselves, wow, I mean, look at Dieta. She's going to be the president, <laughs> the global president of, of CCIM, a 56 male-dominated organization around the, the globe and she, she didn't go to college. I think that is like super inspiring. So that would be my answer to that question. And, and, I, and I think that I am blessed to have connected people like you and a lot of women who are successful in their business and careers, not just in commercial real estate. And by the way, my children ask me, what does CRE mean? It's commercial real estate. Yeah. But I am just blessed to have been connected with a lot of women that I think I can share their story through this podcast. So that would really be the reason why I'm doing this. And I know for a fact that people who tune in, especially, for instance, with your episode, that they're going to get so inspired. So I want to just thank you, Dieta. You are, again, I'll say this for the third time, your role model to me and Mm -hmm. continue what you're doing because you definitely inspire other women, especially in commercial real estate and in the loan servicing world, I suppose, 
because you you provide this example of how you can overcome challenges and you can be whoever you want to be. You know, I, I really appreciate that. And like even my, I didn't mention this earlier, but like my husband didn't go to college and how he's been successful. So he was a former Marine, but that taught him all this discipline. So that discipline as a whole helps everybody. So I really do appreciate your, your reason for doing this. I think it's going to be great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much, Diana. And we'll see each other soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.